Welcome, church. We are so glad to see you today. And we just welcome you into our living room. We're so glad you're here. Carrie and I have really been looking forward to spending today with you. And it feels only right that today we should be able to worship together as a family. Because remember, a church is not a building. A church is the people in it. And that's why, as a family, we just want to gather with you. We've all been in our individual homes, but now we get to all be together online. I'm so grateful for that. So Carrie and I are here in our own living room with our four children. Uh, we are um, staying at home just like you are. So our four children, Ryan, Josh, Megan, and Stephen, are here in the room with us. Ryan is behind the camera, and Josh, Megan, and Stephen are singing and leading worship. And so we just are glad to join with you. We really are. So welcome to church, Woodlands Church. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, you know, Chris and I want you to know that yesterday morning at 10 a.m., my amazing dad, my hero, went to heaven. He'd gone through a long battle, and uh, finally he was set free from his earthly body, and now he's alive in heaven just rejoicing and celebrating. Um, the whole family was around him, and we cried a lot. Um, we sang to the Lord, and we laughed a lot about the stories from his life, um, and it was a beautiful and a sacred time. Um, but our hearts are grieving. Our hearts are heavy today, um, but we grieve not as those without hope, and that's what Scripture says, because we know he's with the Lord, he's in heaven, and it makes all the difference. And even when we're going through times like this, when everything feels so uncertain, and the ground underneath us seems to be shaking, and we wonder what we can rely on, what we can trust in, and we don't have any idea what's gonna happen tomorrow, we know who holds tomorrow, and that's Jesus Christ. He is a sure foundation for troubled times. And my dad taught me that. A couple of days ago, I was talking with him and he could barely talk, but he, he could get the words out. And he told me that when he was 15 years old, he wrote down in his Bible three words, master, mate, and mission. He said, Carrie, I wrote down master because I wanted Jesus Christ to be the master of my life. I made that commitment that he would be the master of my life, that I would seek him first and let him take care of the rest. And then he said, I wrote down mate and I prayed, God, give me the mate um, that's like-minded, the mate that you have for me. And the third thing he's prayed is, God, give me the mission that you have for my life and help me fulfill my life mission. And that's what he did. Um, he fulfilled the mission that God called him to. And I thought, Dad, at 15, you could write those things down. At 15, you know, I, I, I wasn't thinking a whole lot about the Lord, I don't think, but um, it just so impressed me that he did that. And he led me to Jesus, you know, as a young boy. He told me how to receive Christ and that Christ would always be there. And no matter what goes on in my circumstances, I could always count on Christ's peace in my heart and life, no matter what pain, what burdens I was under, that Jesus Christ would always be there to walk through all the pain with me, to walk through all the problems with me. And I'm so grateful. He led thousands to the Lord, but he led me to Christ, and he led Chris to Christ. And when I was 14, I spent the night in a friend's house. And in the morning, uh, my friend's mom came into the room and said, okay, it's time to go, let's go. You know, and I said, wait, where are we going? And my friend said, oh, to church. And so, you see, I had not grown up going to church, 
I'd always kind of wondered what went on in those buildings. But uh, that day, I went to church for the first time uh, with my friend and her, her family, with her parents, and came in the door, sat down, not having any idea what to expect. And there was Carrie's dad preaching. He was the pastor of the church, and he was sharing the good news. That was the day that I learned from him that I am a sinner and that I need a savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I chose that day to follow Jesus, and that moment has changed the trajectory of my life forever, and that of my children and my grandchildren, because I've never gotten over the amazing, amazing story, the good news that we have a Savior. Yeah. And that Savior is there for you, too. And so I don't know what Damon, Carrie's dad, is experiencing in this moment. I can, I can only imagine how incredible it is. We're so thankful that he is set free from um, the body that has held his spirit for these 84 years because um, near the end he was in a lot of pain and it was really hard to see him that way. But he is rejoicing now. And very soon we're going to get to be with him forever. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. In a world that seems shaky, there are some things that we can absolutely know. And this is it that when we trust Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior, that he comes into our hearts and we live forever with him in heaven. So when we said goodbye to Carrie's dad, it was sad and we grieved because we love him and we want to be with him. We wish he was here with us now. But yet we know that it's going to be like that until we are with him. So it wasn't goodbye. It was just see you soon. And today we're grieving but yet we're also rejoicing in the goodness more than ever of a God who loves us so much that he makes sure that we'll all get to be together. Yeah. All those who trust him that as a family, we will join together. So again, we, we just appreciate you guys for being with us today because um, when you're going through times that hurt, it's good to gather with family and you're our family. So even though we can't uh, have a big celebration service right now, um, because of the virus constraints on society, it's really good to know that we can gather with you guys today, share our hearts with you, and um, that we can lift each other up. And we're praying for you, too. We really are praying for you. We've been praying for you. Our pastors have been praying for you each and every day during this time. We've been praying for God's protection, for God's strength, for God's blessing. Um, and then we've been speaking blessings over you. And that's so important to understand as we're speaking blessings over your life. Um, I think about my dad, and, and I think about the legacy that he left. And I think about my kids and my grandkids, and on and on, generations have been changed because of my dad's decision to follow Jesus Christ. Generations have been changed because of his decision to really um, live for the Lord. Um, and I just really encourage you that when you decide to receive Christ, it changes your life, but it changes generations. You can be a generation changer. And one of the things that we've been doing is speaking blessings over our children, and we've been speaking blessings over you. It says in Exodus 26, I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commandments. That's the God we serve. And so if you've never received Christ, I hope you'll do that right now.
If you've never committed your life to Jesus, you can do it right now. All you have to do is just say, Jesus Christ, save me. I need your forgiveness on my sins. I'm a sinner. I look to you, my Savior. Save me. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. From now on, I receive your free gift of heaven. And if you did that, then you can know for sure you'll be in heaven one day. And during these uncertain times, it's so good to be certain of your salvation. That's the first thing. And so if you just prayed to receive Christ, if you just invited Christ into your life, would you just click that and raise your hand? Just raise your hand to say, I received Jesus. Something happens when you make the decision. Christ comes into your life. You choose to be adopted into his family. Uh, I want to read to you from the book of Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, because God commanded Moses that he was to tell Aaron, the high priest, to speak this blessing over the people of Israel. And God said, when he speaks this blessing, then I'll get involved and I'll bless them. And so now, after Christ came and died and rose again, we, his Christ followers, are the high priest. We're the priests. We can go directly to God through Jesus Christ. And so really, we can speak this blessing over our family and over our church, over our neighbors, over our community. So we really challenge you and ask you, Speak this blessing. It's not a prayer, really. It's a spoken blessing over the people in your life. And God can use it for generations to come. And here's what it says. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and his graciousness to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I love that. So I want to speak that over you right now. I want to speak that in the name of Jesus Christ over you. Um, Woodlands Church and everyone watching and worshiping, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace in Jesus' name. We speak blessings of peace and God's power and provision over you in the middle of all the fear and confusion and anxiety. We speak his peace over you in Jesus' name. And we know that God is gonna see you through. Um, that blessing is so important. I hope you'll memorize that. I hope you'll speak that. You can speak it over your neighbors and your friends just in your home. Just speak those blessings over our community, over our nation, over the world. Speak his blessings. And, um, you know, even though our music team can't all get together in one place, we figured out a way to bless you and sing the blessing with all of our team. Just watch. That's who we really are. Yeah. We are God's children. That's right. If you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart, you are a child of God. That's right. And we're God's children, and that is the thing that's really hit home during this time where the whole world seems to be looking in the same place, and we're all experiencing the same thing at the same time. This time of being at home, staying with our families, wondering what's going on, checking the news. The important thing is that we're God's children. Suddenly it doesn't matter so much if we're black or white or African or American or European or Republican or Democrat or young or old. All those ways that we usually categorize ourselves and align ourselves just don't make any difference. Now we realize the main thing is we're all human. Uh -huh. And the greatest thing about being human is that God created us and that he invites us to be part of his forever family. Yeah. All we have to do is just say yes to his son, Jesus Christ. 
And as a church, this is not a time where we are stepping back. It's a time where we are moving forward. You know, all through history, the church of Jesus Christ has risen up during times of need. It can't right. be held down. And that's what's happening in Woodlands Church right now. Mm -hmm. We are reaching out more than ever. Just this week, you, Woodlands Church, have made a difference in thousands of lives in very direct ways. Things like caring for seniors. The senior adults right now are many times alone and lonely. Most senior care facilities have been uh, shut, shuttered off from all visitors. And while these seniors are being told that they're in a high risk population, they're also being left alone. And so we have encouraged you to write letters, to send cards and letters. You can drop them off at our Woodlands or Atascacita campus. And then we take care of that. We disinfect them and distribute them to senior care facilities um, throughout the Houston area. And it's making a huge difference when you see the smile it brings to a elderly man or woman's face to know that just, wow, I'm not forgotten. I'm not forgotten. There's someone thinking about me. We have made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of personal phone calls to seniors just to say, hey, how can we pray for you? And what are your practical needs? How can the church be there for you right now? How can we make a difference? We're also in hospitals and for first responders doing thousands of meals every week. Uh, this past week, you served thousands of meals at hospitals and so many uh, first responders, uh, police officers, healthcare workers, all those who are at the front lines and are spending everything they have, giving all of their energy and focus and commitment, um, taking the risk basically for the rest of us, for the good of the rest of us. We know there's something that we can do and we want to play our part. So you've served thousands of meals and also to the homeless. You've reached out to the homeless and served meals to them. And this coming week, I want you to know what's going on. There's so much. You'll need to check on our website and get caught up on everything. But along with serving thousands more meals, adding more hospitals to um, serving, more ways that we can serve, more police stations this week, we also want you to know that we're having a blood drive this um, week, starting today through Friday. All week long, we will have a blood drive, and that's at our Woodlands and Atascacita campuses. You can go online to sign up. We're taking care of that in a very safe, hygienic way. You have to register online uh, so that we can have a time slot for you. We won't have crowds of people coming at once. We'll have individuals who come, and then they'll take care of you individually and very safely. Um, you'll be able to donate blood because all the folks who have cancer and are immunocompromised or have surgeries coming up, all of those things are still going on in addition to virus patients. And we can be there for them in a very practical way. So we encourage you to do that, to go online, wc.org, wc.org, find out what's going on, how you can serve, and be a part of making a difference in people's lives. Yeah, we want to show you a video of um, what went on this week that was so amazing. And uh, the church, when everything starts shutting down, it's the church rising up to make a difference. Just watch. Way to go, Woodlands Church. And we're just getting started because it's all about being Jesus to people and bringing light in the darkness. And that's what you're doing. The reason why we can rejoice, even in the middle of uh, uncertain times, even when we're feeling anxiety and fear creep in, 
The reason we rejoice is because we found the Savior. And I'm so glad that God sent a Savior because we need saving, every one of us. Um, When I discovered that I was a sinner and I needed a Savior, it's the greatest day of my life when I received Jesus Christ. And we sing because of that. We rejoice even when, you know, everything seems to be crazy all around us. We rejoice because we can trust in Him. And so have you ever done that? Have you ever come to the place where you recognize that you're a sinner like everyone else and you need a Savior? Do that right now. Pray to receive Christ. Click that on the screen that you want to raise your hand, that you want Jesus in your life. And all of you guys who are Christ followers, everyone who is a child of God, just know this. He's going to save you through this. Look to him to save you through this because not only are we saved once and for all from our sins, but we're saved every day by Christ as he helps us and strengthens us and guides us through all the things that we're going through. He wants to save you today, and then one day he'll save us by bringing us to heaven, that ultimate salvation. But we sing because the reason why my dad is in heaven is not because he did everything right. It's not because he had it all together. It's because he recognized he was a sinner, that he needed a savior. He did that, and then every day he made the choice to let Jesus be his master, and he would pray for us every day, even two days ago when um, he could barely talk He prayed every night. He would pray for Chris and I, our children by name, and uh, his grandchildren by name every night. And I have a video of him praying for the last time, just trying to get out our names and everyone's name in the family to pray for them and ask God's blessing and strength. And so God hears those prayers. And we sing to him because, hey, we're all sinners, but he's the Savior. And so we can sing out to the Savior because he's forgiven us. We're righteous in Christ. We're a child of God. Sing it to him right now. I want to share with you a brief message from God's word to bring encouragement today because I know that when everything feels so uncertain and and fear begins to rise and it's so confusing um, that it's very easy to have this dark cloud that's kind of hanging over the world, start to hang over your emotions. I know that happens in my life so often because um, for a lot of my life, I've had struggles with depression and anxiety. And I don't know if if you're going through that, but uh, when you already have some anxiety issues and and depression issues, when the dark cloud starts hanging over the whole world, then you can't help but start feeling that dark cloud in your life and, and you feel yourself starting to lose hope. And I think every one of us kind of feel that. Maybe you have kind of a low grade depression or a high-grade anxiety, and or maybe you just feel totally burdened down because you can't see any sunlight through the dark clouds right now. I've got great news for you. Great news for you. In fact, somebody sent me a, an audio clip of a message that my dad preached 20 years ago. And I want to share with you a little clip because right now, of course, it feels like unprecedented times and it just feels like this dark cloud is over the whole earth, but there have been many times in human history when people looked out and saw the clouds and the fog all around them, and they couldn't see to the next day. But there's always a light that breaks through the clouds, and that's Jesus Christ. And as my dad preached this message 20 years ago, it just seems like his words are so appropriate for today. So just listen to this little clip. 
I love that. I mean, it's so appropriate for today. Seven times in the New Testament, it says, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't give up. Even when those clouds of depression seem to settle over you, even when you're feeling the pain and the problems of life, even when you can't see any way out financially, even when your emotions start filling up with fear and anxiety, don't give up. Don't give up, don't lose heart. I wanna share with you real briefly how you find hope when you're losing heart. It's okay to start feeling that depression. It's okay to have anxiety fill your heart, but God has an answer. God has an answer. A lot of times when we feel like we're going through depression or when we're going through fear and anxiety that's hitting us, we feel like we've done something wrong or maybe that um, we're out of God's will, but many times it's God just trying to get our attention, to draw us closer to him. And it's been in those darkest times that God has brought me so close to him. But I wanna share with you how to find hope when you're losing heart. The first thing you do is pray and never give up. Pray and never give up. In Luke chapter 18, verse one, it says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. So Jesus tells this story telling his disciples and you and me that we should never give up praying. Pray consistently and boldly and don't give up just because you don't see the answer today. Keep praying, keep praying. And he told about this evil judge who didn't love God. He didn't care about the people that he was over. He was just in it for himself. But then there was this godly widow and she had an adversary that was coming against her in court and she needed justice. And so she went to the wicked judge and begged for justice and she didn't get it, but she just kept going back over and over and over and over again. She just kept bothering him, pestering him over and over again. She didn't give up until finally, Jesus said in the story that the wicked judge said, even though I don't fear God and and don't love God and don't care about you or anyone else, I'm just tired of you bothering me, so I give you justice. I give you what you need, justice, now get out of here. And then Jesus went on to say in Luke chapter 18, six and seven, the Lord said, if even an evil judge can be worn down like that, don't you think that God will surely give justice to his children who plead with him day and night? Jesus said, hey, don't give up, be consistent, because even if an evil judge will give in when you're persistent, You have a heavenly father who loves you. You're his child. He loves you. He wants to answer your prayers. And so don't give up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Even when you don't see it, God just building your faith. Keep praying. Even when it feels like you've been going through it for so long and you'll never see the sun shine through the darkness, don't give up. You just keep praying. Keep praying for that teenager that's going the wrong direction. Don't give up. Keep praying. And for those in your life, keep praying for God to come through. Don't give up. This is not the time to give up. This is the time to look up at Jesus Christ and see that he is our hope. And then the second thing that you need to do is invite Jesus into your darkest night. Invite Jesus into your darkest night. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, the apostle Paul says, the God who said, out of darkness the light shall shine, is the same God who made his light shine in our hearts to bring us the knowledge of God's glory, shining in the face of Christ. The scripture says the same God who said, let there be light and an explosion of light. Every every bit of matter was created in an instant. The same God that said, let there be light and it shattered the darkness at creation is the same God who looked into my dark heart 
and the darkness of my soul and all my sins. And when I invited the light of the world into my life, he said, let there be light. And that light filled my life and dispelled the darkness. And that's the same God that wants to bring light into your darkness right now. But here's the thing. When you're going through fear, anxiety, depression, and and worry, and you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, then, then here's what you do. You just acknowledge the fear. Acknowledge your hurt. Acknowledge that you're going through darkness. Just say, God, I'm, I am just overwhelmed by those dark clouds right now. Just admit it to God. And then say, God, I want you to somehow bring your light out of the darkness. Bring your light out of the darkness. It's been in my darkest hours that I've experienced the light of God and the light of his comfort the most. And know that he is so real. He, he is right there. It's in your darkest moments that God makes himself so evident. We just don't expect to see God coming to us in those dark clouds. And, oh, we want those dark clouds to leave. And I pray, God, you know, let me see that light. Let those dark clouds be taken away. And many times he removes them, but sometimes he allows them to stay so that I can find his light in the middle of the darkness. And it's the darkness that draws me to the light. And and I'm just telling you, it may look dark right now, but that light is going to shine through, so don't give up. And ask him to take the darkness and bring light out of it. Let him use it in your life to draw you close to him, to get you to move away from things you're trusting in so that you can trust in him and him alone. And so in this darkness and the dark clouds all around us, get ready for the light. You see Easter's on its way. The other day when all this started and I said, you know, Chris, we may have to cancel Easter. She said, cancel Easter? You don't cancel Easter. Jesus is alive. Easter cannot be canceled. And so I don't know where we're going to be meeting at Easter. It may be here. I don't know. Maybe at the church. Who knows? Only God knows. But I'll tell you this. Easter will never be canceled because of Jesus Christ. He's alive and his light shines through the darkness. And on that Good Friday, it was the darkest that this world had ever been. It was Friday, but Sunday was coming. And the light burst forth and Christ rose again and he's alive to make all the difference in my life and in your life. And I'm telling you, stop looking around at your circumstances because when you do that, you start looking down. Look up to Jesus Christ, the light of the world and the same God that brought light out of darkness at creation, who brought light out of darkness in your life when he saved you is the same God who's gonna break through the clouds and bring light again to bring us through this. You will make it through with God's grace and God's power. The light chases away the darkness. The darkness has to give in to the light. But then I want you to see a third thing. If you're going to find hope when you feel yourself losing heart, you've got to turn to the hope. You've got to look up at Jesus. Look up to him constantly. Keep looking up, not just now, but look up tomorrow. The next day and the next day it's one day at a time just for one day gotta look up to you what we're doing is we're getting out of bed every day chris and i roll out of bed we get on our knees and we just say god we look up to you today we commit this day to you just for today give us your wisdom and peace and provision just for today and i think the whole world is having to live just for today and it's so important that's the way we should live every day just for today lord give us your strength do that every day before you do anything else just roll out of bed get on your knees and for one minute just give him your day In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, keep your eyes on Jesus, our leader and instructor. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterwards. And now he sits in the place of honor by the throne of God. I love that. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And that's the key during this time. 
Don't look at the dark clouds all around you. Don't look at your circumstances. Look to Jesus Christ, and you'll see reflected in his eyes peace and love because he loves you so much. And he says, you're my child. I'll see you through. He's going to see you through. And if you've never received Christ, if you've never come into his family, he wants you in his family so desperately during this time. And all you have to do is just bow your head and receive him. Really just look up to him. So would you do that right now? If you've never done that, just look up to Jesus and pray this prayer, the same prayer that my dad led me in so many years ago on our sofa in Hot Springs, Arkansas. He knelt down with me and he said, Carrie, just pray this prayer if you want Jesus in your heart. And I did. I knew I was a sinner, but he was the Savior. And I prayed this prayer. Just look up to Jesus right now and say this, Jesus Christ, save me. I need you. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I accept your free gift of heaven one day. Be my Lord and guide me today. Thank you for saving me. And if you prayed that, just click on the hand there. Raise your hand. We want to know. Hundreds are coming to Christ today. Just raise your hand, and you'll never be the same. And then tomorrow, just say, Lord, thank you for saving me. I trust you today, just for today, each and every day. Just click on that right now. We want to know about that to rejoice and you, not to bother you about it, but just to rejoice. And now we're at the part of our service where we give back to God, some of what he has given us. And, and your giving is so important during this time. And so we just encourage you to give. Um, and we want to put God first. This is a time that God says we can test him when everyone's having financial issues. And it's so important to put God first, even in our finances, in faith, and ask God for the strength and faith to do that. And I know that so many of you are hurting financially and going through pain, and the church right now is doing so much to help hurting families through our benevolence. We're doing so much to feed so many people, to meet needs of so many people during this time, because when everything starts to shut down, the church rises up. And so I really ask you that everyone can give something. Every one of us have gone through different things, but and some of you may not have much at all right now, and maybe you were laid off, but you give what God calls you to give because God will bless and God will strengthen you. And it's not the amount, it's the heart that matters. You give because you love God. And then there are a few of you who you've been really blessed, and even though everyone has lost during this time, you've been really blessed, and, and the church could really use you to give a blessing gift, a sacrificial gift to make a difference during this time is everyone is hurting, everyone's going through financial issues, and our church is going through the same thing that everyone else is going through. But here's the thing. The church is rising up to do more ministry than ever with God's power, and we're going to do it in faith. We're going to do it in faith, what God's called us to do. We've had a lot of requests for feedings and for ministry and for meeting needs this week, and we're just going to do it because we know God will provide. And if you have some extra, maybe you're one of the few that has some extra, it's the time to give right now. And we're giving online, which is a great way to give. And here's how you give. Just go to wc.org slash give. wc.org slash give. And you can give online. You can set up recurrent giving. Or you can also give on your smartphone on our Push Pay app. And it's really easy to do. You just text give WC. That's one word. Give WC to 77977. Give WC one word 
to 77977. And if you like to send in that check, that's great too, because we have someone going up there every day uh, doing just the basics at the office, um, doing what we've got to do in there, but all the other pastors and, and, and are ministering all around the area, and we got so much going on through ministry and missions. But, but here's the thing, you can just send your check to the church. It's One Fellowship Drive, the Woodlands, Texas, 77384. That's One Fellowship Drive, the Woodlands, Texas, 77384. And here's the thing, you give what God calls you to give. You don't listen to anyone else. You just do what God tells you to do in faith. And God says, I will meet your needs. I'll give you things money can't buy, but I'll meet your needs. I'll see you through for his glory. And so while we give our offering, um, we're going to sing to the Lord. Because I, one, of the, uh, one of the things my dad always told me, he said, Carrie, you love people just where they are. Uh, you love people just the way they are, right where they are. And that's the way Jesus loved people. But he said Jesus didn't let them stay there. He loved them too much to let them stay there. He challenged them to take steps of faith, to follow him with their whole heart. And so that's what he would do. He, my dad would just love people right where they were, no matter what. And then he would challenge them because he loved them too much to let them stay there, to take steps of faith. I'm so glad our God loves like that. That's the way Jesus loved. Jesus always loved people right where they're at. He loves you right now at your point of need. He comes right down there to meet you right where you are in the middle of the mess, in the middle of the pain. And he loves you too much to leave you there. He wants you to take a step of faith and keep taking steps of faith to follow him. Let's sing right now. Hey church, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been really good for our yeah. family to know that you guys are right there with us. We needed you today. And um, that's part of being a believer is admitting we need each other. We are a community. And so whether we're alone physically in our houses or not, we gather together as believers. Ask you to join us um, this week if you want to jump in on the message again. And we'll also be worshiping together at 3 and 6 today, and then at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. every weekday. And we'll have pastors online at all those times to talk to you, to pray with you, uh, to be there for you. So tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your family. I encourage you, get your extended family to go to church together online. It's a great opportunity these days. Yeah. But, but we really love you. Yeah. Thank you for being there with us. Yeah. We can't wait to join with you again. And we look forward to serving with you this week. And we'll be praying for you every day. Yeah. God bless you, Woodland Church. We love you. Look up. Look up to Jesus. Hey, church. Thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.